That's it, just that. You want to put the whole song? You want to hear more? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right, Johnny. So Johnny, why? Tell me again. I forgot already. Why did you want to? Why did you want to play that for us? It's just an awesome, awesome song, dude. Does it have the? Does it loop around? Like, is it the full song? Yeah, it's a. It's only a three minute track. Oh, okay. It's a great song. Just very nostalgic. Dun, 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 dun. Johnny, have you watched anything? I haven't. Uh, you've told me though. You've been trying to catch up with a uh, some anime. That's right. So I caught up on Doctor Stone. I was actually only one episode away from the season finale, mm-hmm. so that was kind of funny. I should have just watched it when it originally aired. Caught up on My Hero Academia, which, like I told you earlier, it's basically X-Men meets, um, I don't know. I can't think of anything. X-Men meets, it's like school combined with X-Men. And like you have like an evil brotherhood of mutants, but it's not mutants. They're called the... The League of Villains, which is kind of like cheesy, but it's cute. It's a cool show. It's a dope show. Have you ever tried to watch it? I know you've heard of it. No, but I think it's uh, free on Crunchy, right? Yes. Well, Crunchyroll is free. There's a free with like ads mode, and then there's like a high definition, no ads, like clean sound, like subscription. Yeah, Crunchy, I'm, I'm a little bit overwhelmed with how much content there is oh yes like i've just i just added a bunch of things but i have not, a queue like a mile long but i'm not quite sure where i want to start right because nothing i'm looking at is like the type of things that i'm into okay so you're not into like the slice of life stuff which is like just everyday people living everyday like lives with everyday problems. not really i want like this larger narrative like i think you like my stuff. hero okay future stuff probably attack on titan is more like that kind of future stuff yeah, but it's 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 got to be a dope narrative, but and the aesthetics, and then visually like how it looks. Like so, I, Gundam maybe. Gundam, it's, it like pauses too much. I think you would like well, maybe not Demon Slayer because Demon Slayer is beautiful. It's like a beautiful anime. It's like gorgeous. Yeah, but it's very contemporary. It's like eighteen hundreds Japan, so that might not appeal to you. Oh, Demon Slayer. Yeah. Yeah, actually, the the video game I added that to my list. So I might be interested in the the actual anime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, the game, I mean, the anime looks a lot like the video game with, like, the very stylish, like, watercolor kind mm-hmm. of, like, crazy, like, special attack animations. You could also check check out uh, any of the Fate series shows, which is, like, it's kind of like Hunger Games, but instead of uh, random people, it's, like, historical figures fighting against each other. What about stuff that's, like, super gory, like, Berserker type of stuff? Super gory? I mean, that's Demon Slayer's a lot like that. Yeah? Uh, uh, yeah, there's some parts that are, like, over the top. Okay. I'm trying to think of something else that's a little more, like, not so old look, Not old looking, but, like, the setting isn't old. Yeah. But I think most... I mean, My Hero Academia is probably the closest one to being, like, futuristic. Because that one's... Like, it's urban. It's very urban. It's, like, in the city and stuff. and. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of anything like that. I mean, I, th- I think you would like Fate, the Fate series, just because it's it's basically like there's like a tournament. Each series is like a tournament, and it's fought between like historical figures. Like um, they have, uh, I think the main character is supposed to be like King Arthur, like the main historical figure. But there's like other ones thrown in there too. Like, uh, do you know who Gilgamesh is? Mesopotamia? Yes. Okay, okay Gilgamesh is in one of them. They have, like, some, like, female assassin from France in one of them. Like, all these different, like, historical, like, warriors, kind of. 
but they like duke it out and then whoever wins or last one standing gets like their wish granted kind of thing mm-hmm. that's really dope so you might and, and both of them are but that and demon slayer are like from the same like animation company so like both of them look like amazing in terms of like production value but if you want futuristic stuff you might have to ask brian or cousin brian or cousin joe who are into like gundam and stuff because that's mu- way more of what you're talking about well, there's this um, this creator I was going to get into. He was one of the writers for, I think it was, uh, oh my God, uh, one of the famous animators, The Ghost in a Show. Oh, yeah, I told you about That's definitely your, yeah, that's, that's Johnny all over it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm going to look into his work. So that's like Blade Runner esque stuff. Yeah, and I, I, I really, I've been craving, craving so much sci-fi. Like I'm not getting enough of it, like in my life. There's not enough. Films, There's supposed to be game. a remember. There's supposed to be a cyberpunk 2077 anime, like they're working on, like a show, a cartoon or something. Oh yeah, that's on Adult Swim. Is it? It's not out yet, though, right? No, it's out. Is it? Yeah. Have I, you seen it? I started watching the episode. It, it was a little bit too slow for me. It didn't really feel. Like, I didn't know like it was it. already a thing. But it's out already. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it, Johnny. There you have it. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the DualSense podcast, a podcast where we talk about video games and video game related stuff every week because it's not an anime podcast, although I don't see why it couldn't be. I guess we would have to watch a lot more anime, both of us, but I digress. Welcome. As always, I am your host, Andrew Roscoe, joined by the Badger of the High Desert, the self-proclaimed lost cause because he's always down for the cause, never down for the count. The unnecessary one, Johnny. What's up? I actually got the name. Uh, the creator is I don't know how to say his name. Masamun Shiro, uh, one of the writers for Apple Seed, I think it was. Apple Seed, Black Magic. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, let's get on with it. I was gonna tell you what I always tell my students. Like when I, I don't know how to read this, I'm like, sound out each letter, sound it out. <laughs> Anyways, all right, Johnny, we have a couple of stories this week. It's been a slow week, but I still managed to scrounge up some stuff to talk about. Let's start off with the first one. This one is reported on from Kotaku, the famous Kotaku, written by Luke Plunkett. Plunkett. I like that name. Plunkett. It sounds like a, like I hear that, I hear that name and I hear the sound like, bloop, like plunk. EA cancels its big summer event. Let's find out. First kicking off in 2016, Electronic Arts has tra- traditionally used the week of E3 in early June to hold its own EA Play Live event, during which the publisher would make many of its big an- biggest announcements for the year. That's coming to an end in 2022. EA has decided to cancel this year's event in favor of what sounds like holding smaller showcases on each new and upcoming game individually. In a statement sent to IGN, the publisher says, quote, We love EA Play live as it's our way of connecting with our players and sharing what's new with all of you. However, this year things aren't lining up to show you everything on one date. We have dis- we have exciting things to I'm sorry, we have exciting things happening at our world-class studios and this year we'll reveal much more about these projects when the time is right for each of them. We look forward to spending time with you throughout the year. End quote. The move is hardly a surprise. Last year's EA Play Live skipped E3 entirely and went down a few weeks later in July. And with E3 itself looking like a non-starter this year, there was little impetus for EA to keep to that traditional announcement schedule. That's presumably fine for most of you, I guess. I can't even remember a year that people got hyped for EA's announcements at E3 or even EA Play Live, as a lot of the publisher's big announcements were already being made on their own timelines. 
It's pretty grim news for anyone still clinging to a love of the old-fashioned E3-slash-summer announcement season. Though, EA Play Live was only invented because E3 was running out of steam. So for EA Play Live itself to get banned says a lot about how dead that old, quote, here's all our new stuff in one place, end quote, trend seems to be in 2022. That's actually a really good way to summarize the end, I think. Um, just because... I, I do remember when EA it start it, EA used to be part of like E3 where like they would have like it used to be like one day Sony one day PlayStation one day Nintendo and then like EA and Ubisoft or whatever like any other day yep. and then for a while like uh, the last few E3s like EA Play was like outside of the convention center like in mm-hmm. broad daylight either right in front of uh, Staples Center or I think like across the street from E3 like where like the actual like LA convention center. So for them to be like, I think the way like Luke says at the end, like EA play was a thing when E3 was dying. And now that that's dying, that kind of tells you even more just how this whole thing, this whole idea of having to show up in person, here's the whole slate for the coming year, like bam, bam, bam. Like that way is kind of going away as like other people have said how we're moving closer to a more digital, like on your own timeline kind of stuff, uh, scheduling. For each game to be its own separate thing. I think that also works in a way of kind of extending the the talk around your games too. When it's not just one time. It's like, here's a few months for this game. And then in a few months, we'll talk about another EA game and so on and so forth. So I think it works out better for everyone. But I am one of those people who's very nostalgic for like growing up like the summer when we had E3 and all like the days around it. Where like, oh, like, this is like, it was like a video game Christmas in a way where you got everything you wanted, just like bam, bam, bam. bam. Yeah, all the big ones were there. Yeah. So, what do you think about this, Johnny? What do you have? What's your take on? Well, either EA is either going to be on a Xbox showcase, a PlayStation showcase, but more than likely, it's just going to show up at um at a summer fun showcase, right? With a what's his name? Jeff uh, Keighley. Yes, Jeff Keighley. I wonder if he's still doing then. Is he still? You doing... think he's going to drop it? I don't know because I don't know if he's actually talked about it. I haven't heard about it yet. So I don't know if that's still a thing, but you're right. Yeah, like they can just slide in into any other showcase if they wanted to, like just drop it into like an Xbox. Um, was it ID? What do they call them? Xbox ID. Uh, I don't know what they're called. I forgot what they're called too right now for like state of play or well, they don't really do Nintendo stuff. Nintendo doesn't really play ball with them that much. But you're right; they could just announce anything whenever they wanted. Like kind of like how the Harry Potter one was just the state of play like recently today. So you can really just plop in wherever you want and you don't have to upload or up or front up what's it up front what's the thing i'm thinking of called front load front load thank you sir thank you you don't have to like front load all your snooze for the year in one go so it's inevitable i think the pandemic kind of accelerated that but also just the ease and availability of all these digital online platforms you can just do whatever you want whenever you want and you can not compete for like you know mind share you can just do it on your own and just you know put it out there so it's a shame but i understand why it has to happen so but then again like like luke says no one really ever was like oh boy ea play so it's like it's just it's just what it is so moving on johnny to some lighter news some better news especially for those who are fans of mr kojima this comes from pc gamer written by rich stanton Hideo Kojima awarded Japan's highest cultural prize. Hideo Hideo Kojima was today awarded the annual Japanese Minister's Award for Fine Arts in the Media Arts category, one of the country's most prestigious cultural gongs. The prize 
The prize goes to individuals across various categories who have made outstanding achievements in each field of art or who have opened up a new frontier. The ceremony was held today in Tokyo, and as you can see below, well, you can't see it because I'm reading it to you, but just just imagine it. Kojima wore a pin showing Homo Ludens, so that's like the that weird astronaut like gladiator head yeah. thing, and anti-war cufflinks. So it's a, it's a peace symbol, guys. That's what it is. Anti-war peace cufflinks with a matching necktie. He does scrub up nicely. He says, "I am very happy that the immature medium of games immature. He means like age. He doesn't mean like." like not serious has been highly evaluated as a cultural art form of expression. Rice Kojima. I will continue to devote myself to the creation of digital entertainment. Thank you very much for your continued support. Very humble. I like that guy. Uh, let's see. Let's go down, go down. Where's the rest of the article. Kojima's career in games began in at Konami in 1986, where he first worked on a title called penguin adventure for the MSX home computer. After this, he began designing a title called lost world, for the MSX, which would eventually be canceled before moving on to a game called Metal Gear that was already partially developed. Due to the hardware's, limit, hardware's limitations when it came to combat, Kojima saw the opportunity to refocus its systems on avoiding enemies. Thus, the stealth genre was born, and the rest is history. Very well said, Rich. Very well said. So here you go, Johnny. So Kojima... I think it's funny because I think about how, like, to us, especially here in the West, Kojima is, like, such an icon. I can only imagine in his own home country, like, yeah. where his name probably is, is, like, basically, like, everybody knows Kojima's name. Like, he's kind of, like, the world. He's what do you call it? A home. What is a phrase for him? They say, like, um, a household name. There you go. Like, a household name, I imagine. And then he's also, I think I skipped it, but he is the second person in the video game category to get this award. With the first being Shigeru Miyamoto, the creator of Mario. So he's yeah. in good company. He's in good company there. I think you were going for it. He's a national treasure. National treasure, but also a house a household name yeah, is what I was trying to say. For sure. Yeah, household name. Where like everybody, even if you're don't if you're not in like the orbit of video games, like you know I imagine in Japan at least, everybody knows who Kojima is. Mm -hmm. So congratulations to him. Good for him. I'm happy. That guy deserves all the a play a play. Praise and accolades. I was gonna say accolades that he gets. So good for you, Mr. Kojima. Anything else you wanted to add to that, Johnny? Or you just kind of no, just love to. Are we in agreement? Just love, love that people are giving him awards and just praising him all over the place. Do you remember when he wanted to create a uh, Death Stranding and he couldn't even get like a bank loan? Do you remember that we talked about that once? Oh, was that a story? I don't. Remember. Yeah, that was oh, one of the stories story. we did like back last year, where he talks about the success of Death Stranding. And he's like, man, he's like. For all like all the goodwill like my name has, like I couldn't even get a bank loan like with one of the Japanese national banks because like I wasn't I wasn't working anymore at Konami or whatever. But even though like he, he's like oh like the guy was like oh I'm a huge fan of your work but I can't give you a bank loan. Huh. Remember? I don't recall. I thought, I thought we read it, but there was some type of twist to it. But... No, it was just him just talking about the huh. success. Oh, it was when the, the special edition or whatever Destiny was coming out. Uh -huh. So. But the Konami news doesn't stop there, Johnny. To our next story. This one comes from Video Game Chronicle. Video Games Chronicle, I'm sorry. Written by Tom Ivan. A very simple name, I can say. Konami has updated its Silent Hill trademark in Japan. Yes. It sounds like you're excited about this one, Johnny. Let's get into it. As spotted by a Reddit user, updates to Silent Hill, Gradius, ooh, Frogger, mm -hmm. The Water Margin and Tokimeki Memorial trademarks were published by the Japan Patent Office on March 15th. 
The Silent Hill trademark covers game software and headsets for virtual reality, as well as numerous non-game related goods and services. While these may simply be routine trademark updates of periodic renewals, that's what I told you, Johnny, rather than being in indicative of any new product plans, VGC reported in October that multiple Silent Hill games are in development at external studios after Konami decided to revive the classic franchise. One of these was outsourced to a prominent Japanese developer in 2021, we were told. And last February, the medium developer Bluebird team said it was working on an existing horror IP from a, quote, very famous gaming publisher, end quote, fueling speculation working on an existing horror IP. The franchise's creator recently told VGC that he thinks it would be more difficult to remake a Silent Hill game than a Resident Evil one because the gameplay as a concept is a little older. Keichiro Toyama, who left Sony last year to form Bokit Game Studio, explained, quote, It's not an action game where you can just refine the action as in Biohazard, which is like the Japanese of Resident Evil. To bring Silent Hill up to current standards or to polish up the graphics, the fans wouldn't be satisfied, end quote. So, Johnny, I think before when we were reading the headline, I said, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is just an annual, not annual, but like every few years, you got to re like update your uh, your patents for your IP and stuff. So like Silent Hill, Gradius, you swear there's a new Frogger game in 2023. I don't think so. Uh, I never heard of the Water Margin or Tokimeki Memorial. Those, those must be like Japanese only games. But I, I got a little excited there when I saw Gradius. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, for sure. That's uh. That's one of the top three games I want from them. It's going to be Silent Hill. And I also got excited when I saw head, headsets for virtual reality. Yeah, what's that about? Head, sounds like, so the, it says the Silent Hill trademark covers game software and headsets for virtual reality. So I'm guessing this must be like the categories that they have to mark. Like, what are you updating it for? Ah, okay. Although I would love for there to be a VR Gradius game because that would be dope as hell. That's a little much for me, at least. Oh, uh, yeah, you can't, you can't handle VR. You don't have your VRC legs yet. Just no yet. VR and in space. That's that's awesome. That's a disaster. That's like Star Wars right there. Fuck no, it's so disorienting. What? Because you're like, because there's no up and down. Yeah, there's no up and down. That's true. What do you think, Johnny? What do you think? Do you think? I think. Do you agree with me? Where it's just like kind of just an update on just you know maintaining that IP, or do you think there's something deeper here, especially the VR part, like that part. Why would they throw that in if it was just the game software? Well, they're working on stuff. I mean, one of the points was that Blooper Team was working on something related Possibly. with a whole profile game. Mm-hmm. And it was a horror game. Mm-hmm. So it's, something's happening. Just I don't know if it's to the scale that we think it is. Yeah. I mean, it could be like kind of like, you know, how we saw that Horizon game. It's like a VR game. It's like a side project uh-huh. where it's not like a mainline game. It's just like an experience. Yeah. What if it's like a Silent Hill VR experience and not like a full-fledged game? It's possible. And then we've drawn comparisons between Silent Hill and like the medium where they both have like a normal world and like an alternate like weird world. So it makes sense for there to be some kind of synergy between that studio, Bloober, and like Silent Hill, right? Like, What are you saying? Well, because the medium has the same pr- premise where it's like there's a regular world and then there's like the other world, which is like the... The regular world, but with like a different like skin overlay on, on it, like a of like a paranormal, scary world. Silent Hill does the same thing where you have the regular world, and then you have like the alternate like Silent Hill world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, except you're kind of just stuck in Silent Hill. Right, right. But I'm saying like there is some synergy between the two ideas, and for Bluebird to be involved, that makes sense. Okay. Because they would have experience with that kind of back and forth 
going on stuff. Yeah, yeah, I get you. All right. Okay. What do you think about this, Johnny? Do you think there's anything? Is there anything else you want to add, or is that no, kind of just... it? That's yeah, it. it's just a lot of hopes. A lot of hopes and dreams. Yep. So let's keep it moving. Next one, next story also comes from VGC. This one says insiders describe Fast and Furious exits from Xbox's Perfect Dark Studio, written by Andy Robinson, who I think is the editor in chief of VGC. I think. As much as half of the core development team known to be working on the upcoming Perfect Dark reboot quit the company during the last year. Or around 36 people. Analysis of employee LinkedIn profiles have revealed. That includes most of the initiative's senior design team, including game director Dan Newberger, design director Drew Murray, lead level designer Chris O'Neill, principal world builder Joylin, Jolian Myers, two senior system designers, a group of three former God of War designers, and more. That is a lot of high profile roles there. And the turnover of top talent doesn't end in design. Perfect Dark's two most senior writers also recently quit, analysis shows, along with the project's technical director, tech art director, lead gameplay engineer, lead animator, quality assurance lead, and more. According to LinkedIn, the initiative is now less than 50 people when duplicates, former employees, and erroneous listings are removed, and currently has just three roles advertised on its website. Analysis suggests it's hired around 12 people in the past 12 months. The timing of the departures coincide with the September 2021 announcement that Crystal Dynamics had been signed to co-develop Perfect Dark. Oh, remember we talked about this, Johnny? Where they brought in another studio to help them out? Mm-hmm. This, combined with the few job roles currently advertised at the initiative, suggests that Tomb Raider developer is likely taking a much stronger lead than first thought on the project. Interviews with multiple former senior developers cited a lack of creative autonomy and slow development progress as the reason for their departures, and described the waves of exits as, quote, fast and furious, end quote, with project momentum said to be, quote, heavily affected, end quote. Johnny, you're smirking. Did you like my Tokyo Drift reference? Yeah, that was great. Thank you. Thank you. The initiative's management told VGC it's confident in the team it has in place and new talent joining and pointed to industry-wide staffing challenges during the COVID-19 pandemic, or Johnny, as we call it, the Great Nation. Quote, It's no small task to build a studio and reinvent a beloved franchise, studio head Daryl Gallagher told VGC. In creating the initiative, we set out to leverage co-development partnerships to achieve our ambitions, and we're really excited about all the progress we're seeing with our relationship with Crystal Dynamics. In this journey... It's not uncommon for there to be staffing changes, especially during a time of global upheaval over the last two years. And there's plenty more work in front of us to deliver a fantastic, perfect dark experience to our players. We wish all our former colleagues the very best, and I'm confident in the team we have in place. The new talent joining, and we can't wait to share more with the fans, end quote. In the games industry, competition for experienced talent is at an all-time high, following a pandemic-fueled gaming boom an unhappy initiative staff would likely have had plenty of alternative employment opportunities at the large number of neighboring AAA studios in California. Across the industry, many studios are currently facing a talent crisis with the sheer level of expansion investment in the sector making it challenging for even the biggest studios to retain and attract senior staff. The former initiative developers VGC spoke to attributed the wave of departures to frustration among senior talent over the direction of the project set down by Gallagher and game director Daniel Newberger, who himself left the company last month. 
Although the initiative's website claims that the company promotes a collaborative creative environment, former employees describe the studio's development hierarchy as very top-down, with Gallagher and Uber keeping a strong grasp on creative decisions. All right. There's more stuff there about the 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 history of like the people involved with the with the, the initiative and stuff, but there's no way I'm gonna read all that. There's like two more paragraphs. I'm gonna leave it there. If anybody wants to read it, if anyone wants to out the story, you can check up on uh, videogameschronicle.com and look up Fast and Furious. That'll find that you'll find the article that way. So Johnny, we've kind of been talking about how there's been a massive. Uh, restructuring of the relationship between employer and employee in the, this past year especially uh and a lot of video game professionals because the video game industry is very competitive like as, as the article mentions a lot of people are able especially the ones with renowned like talent with names like you know there's not that many uh personalities in video games outside of like todd howard Hideo kojima amy hennig Neil Druckmann, Neil Druckmann Corey and Cory Barlog, right? There's not that many game developers who are able to build sort of like a persona or an identity of themselves separate from their own studios. So those who do, like pretty much half of the people they mentioned in this article, are able to kind of pick and choose and call their shots, like you know, money wise. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? What is your take on this? Do you think? Do you, are you are you expecting less from Perfect Dark now, knowing that like half of the team? <laughs> responsible for creating the game is gone or do you think like crystal dynamics coming in like that's a good that's a sign of success coming in no why would that be a sign of success i'm just asking you johnny no, no. all right so you think this game's gonna have some very troubled development i just didn't have much faith in it to begin with because microsoft has had a very hard time just developing studio culture right yes yeah so it's not like a santa monica studio or naughty dog or I mean, people in those studios, they start on a project and they tend to finish with the project, right? Usually. I mean, Amy Hennig comes to mind as someone who kind of... She's moved around a lot. Though. Yeah, true. But she did jump... But she developed... Uh, what is it? Uncharted. Did, did she leave it? in between projects? Do you remember? I think she left uh, or during... in between The Last of Us Part 2. Okay. Like right at the beginning of that. I think that's when it was. Okay. So, okay. Between Lost Legacy and... No, no, no. At the beginning of 4. Lost Legacy came after Uncharted 4. Oh, okay. that was a DLC. You're right, you're right. I'm sorry. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, Uncharted 4 was um, uh, Thieves Last Stand or something like that. What do you think, Johnny? As someone who's like... Because I had, I, the jobs I've had haven't really had like a lot of like overhead involved. But like a lot of the developers that VGC talked to said like, oh yeah, like those two guys, like they were very like... It sounds like they were like very stiff and very unmoving and very much like... Like, no, you must be loyal to my vision kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Do you think it's like a... Oh, here, I found a quote. It says, uh, Former employees describe the studio's development hierarchy as very, very top-down, with Gallagher and Newberger keeping a strong grasp on creative decisions. What do you think, Johnny, as someone who like worked works with teams or has worked in the past with teams, how do you feel... Has Is that... Can that be a huge motivation for you to like leave a project or leave a group or even employment in general? yeah yeah i get it like um it depends on your employees because you might have a bunch of like weaklings a bunch of people that are brand new Mm -hmm. that don't quite understand the vision but if you got very senior employees you kind of just have to leave them alone because there's a there's like an ebb and flow of 
well, the flow of the workflow. You get what I'm saying? How responsible do you think it is for like the guys on top to like to effectively translate their vision to the team, to the rest of the team? Well, like, of course that's important, but you got to trust your team member at some point. Mm-hmm. Unless they're rookies, you kind of have to walk them. Okay. You have to hold their hand. But if you're if you're very experienced, you got to let them just do their thing at some point. Okay. Did, was that something that you had? To, was that like because? Because at Home Depot, I imagine there's probably not that much room for creative, like, projects. But I, when you were an architect, though, when you did architecture mm-hmm. stuff, I imagine that's where you were able to, like, you know, get a little more free. Well, they just left me alone. Uh, okay. Because they knew, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. He knows his his workflow, whatever. He knows how to, like, delegate work Deliver. to different people. Mm-hmm. So they, they just leave me alone. And it's been like that for, for all of my work history. They, like, I've had a... Other people say, okay, like, there's a manager trying to fuck with me, right? Like, do this, do that, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then somebody else that knows how I actually works, work, that's mm-hmm. senior to me, says, leave that guy alone. Let him do whatever the fuck he wants, and he'll get it done. And they have to say that to the higher-ups that are just stuck in a fucking office. Who don't that, know you. Who, who don't, don't know, know how much my output is. They only care about, like, the finished result and not the process. Well, they... It's... it's because they see other fires, they have the eagle eye, and they mm-hmm. see a bunch of fires. So the top think, down, as they say, the top down view. Yeah, they have the top down view, and they're trying to put out all these fucking fires, and they're all frantic, and they're like moving you around. And you like, know, why, like why aren't you as motivated to like? Yeah, I, I think. Uh, or why are you not moving at the speed I'm moving? Kind I of think thing. an employee has to like get his hands into the work, mm-hmm. and then mold it molded that way and like i don't know how to say it dude like it's like you find your it's a state of flow yeah that's really what i'm trying to say your your groove your yeah the zone you gotta find the zone and then just let them work it out because if you're moving them around in different positions it's like like not one thing is gonna get done and then you're gonna look at that employee like what the fuck is going on with you right you get what i'm saying yeah but it it, as as far as creative stuff you gotta let them be yeah so it's not yeah okay so it sounds like this is like that's the opposite approach that these two uh gallagher and Newberger felt about uh, Perfect Dark. So, interesting stuff. I'm not a huge Perfect Dark fan. That's not my thing. But it, I'm a I'm a big uh, evangelizer of Game Pass. So, I'm looking forward to the game in the context that it's going to be free for me to play as part of Game Pass. So, I'm curious to see how it turns out. I mean, I never actively root against studios. I want them all to do, you know, what they want to do. I want them to succeed. Why did you have that thought? About what? Well, you mentioned i don't actively root against studios oh just because like i don't know much about perfect dark and also because um i want them to because well they've lost like half of the staff so i'm like i want you guys to do a good job like i'm sure you want to do a good job like the people who are left behind and stuff so it's like like, i'm just no i I just say it's just a matter of fact it's like well duh like like nimodo like i'm never gonna oh i want this to fail right no one ever has that mentality i don't want to enjoy this right no one has that mentality so well, yeah, it depends. I mean, if you're in the in the console wars, you, some people would. But for me, even though I enjoy the console wars, I don't want them to fail because I do want to see what that looks like. Exactly. And also because if they make a great game, it makes Sony compete. You know, it's I always say was that saying that uh, it's like a uh, two swords like keep each other sharp kind of thing. I don't know if you ever heard that phrasing. Yeah, it's a biblical phrase where it says one of the verses like like you and your brothers should be like swords who keep each other sharp. It's like my constant like yeah, I think steel on steel hardens each other. There you go. That's the other one I've heard. Yeah, steel on steel. Yeah, 
So good luck to uh, initiative the initiative team that's still there. And good luck to the initiative team members who have moved on since then. Johnny, why don't we close this out with something a little more lighthearted and fun. Let's talk about Nintendo World. This article comes by way of Engadget, written by first initial A, Khaled. Not DJ Khaled, but someone with the same name almost. First initial A, I don't know what it is. It says, first Super Nintendo World theme park in the US will open in 2023. The theme park is slated to open in Universal Studios Hollywood. One of my friends, Omar, recently just quit working there. So I was like, man, Omar, if you just waited one more year, man, you could have got us like some passes or some behind the scenes stuff. But I digress. It says, Nintendo fans in the US will soon be able to step into the world of Mario and Luigi. Universal Studios Hollywood announced that Super Nintendo World, a ride and interactive area in the style of the Super Mario video games, will debut at the California theme park in 2023. It'll be the first Nintendo themed park in the US and will follow last year's launch of the first Super Nintendo World in Japan. The launch of the Nintendo Park in Osaka was delayed by nearly a year due to the pandemic and opened to a limited number of guests in March 2021. Hopefully, the California Park will debut in a very different environment. Los Angeles County lifted its outdoor mask policy in public places earlier this month. But if the pandemic worsens, it's likely we'll see the park open with COVID-19 safety measures. According to the LA Times, fans can expect an interactive area, a special themed ride, and of course, plenty of themed shopping and dining. Super Nintendo World will be an expansion of the current Universal Studios Hollywood and will be located in the lower area of the park. It'll be the first major expansion of the Hollywood Park since 2016 when it debuted the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. What can fans expect from the US park? The original Super Nintendo World in Osaka has a ride where fans can race on a life-size Mario Kart course, that's dope, as well as a slower ride on Yoshi's Island. While Universal representatives aren't giving details on which rides are coming to Hollywood, it's fair to say we can expect a heavy AR component and plenty of gamified experiences throughout the area. Johnny, I am super hyped for this because this is like so cool. When we were in Japan about what two years at the two years ago at this point, like they were almost done with it. I think I remember our friend Omar who went with us. He was telling us about like they were supposed to originally open like two months after we came back from Japan, but then COVID and the pandemic struck, so I got delayed for like a full year. But like we were only like two months away from like seeing the Nintendo World over there in Japan, so it coming here to the U.S. is much i'll take that it's kind of like a uh what do you call it um consolation prize in a way so i'm very thrilled to try out nintendo world i know the the merchandise is going to be dope i have you seen like any of the stuff from the from the japan one uh you have it looks very well crafted it looks really dope i you seen like good. the foods they make like the, even the foods are like nintendo themed i haven't seen that part it looks so cool john i'm so excited so I haven't been to Universal Studios since 2012, maybe? So almost almost a decade ago at this point. Damn, you might be right. Me too. So as soon as they add this Nintendo stuff, like I am going no matter what. This is this sounds really dope. Johnny, what, what do you have? What was the uh, uh, opening date? For this one? Yeah, I didn't say. It just says 2023. It doesn't say exactly when. Oh, that's cool. That's close. Yeah, next year. So You did say AR and not VR, right? Yes. Okay, because they, they have some augmented reality stuff in there. Because I kind of cringed for a moment because 
I was hoping it was yeah. not VR. Heavy it's like, AR component, yeah. It's like, I came here to get away from the fucking screens, not to have more fucking Isn't AR VR. kind of like a screen, too? It is, but it's on, it's superimposed on, like, a reality. That's super cool. So, yeah. I have no idea what that means for this park, but that sounds awesome. I want, I want, I hope they bring over, like, Peach's Castle, like the one they have in Japan, just because, like, Disneyland has Disney Castle. Yeah, yeah. It'll be cool if Universal Studios has like its own Nintendo Peach Castle or Toadstool, whatever you want to call it. Bowser's Castle. That Bowser's Castle, that's what it is. Hmm. Each theme park should have a castle. Even Knott's. I don't know what it would be, but Knott's should have a castle. Disneyland has a ca- castle, and now uh, Universal Studios will have its own castle. So that's I feel like Knott's should have a giant treehouse. Like a Snoopy castle. Yeah. That would be dope. They should do that. Yeah, because Snoopy flies around, right? Yeah, but the, he's like when he pretends to be the Red Baron. Yeah, that'd be perfect. I like that, Johnny. Um, what kind of stuff would you like to see at Super Nintendo World? Like, if you could just like, like, here, Johnny, we're gonna, you're the architect, we're hiring for this project. Like, what kind of ideas can you? I mean, I know you don't have an engineering background, so you probably can't suggest rides, but like, just in this fantasy version, like, what would you want there to be? Well, it's not gonna be massive, right? So it's an expansion to the existing park. Kind yeah. of like the Star Wars area is an expansion to Disneyland. But it feels like they're just gonna do. Super Mario, yeah, three. Nintendo, they said Nintendo properties, so it doesn't have to be just Mario, because I think the one in Japan has like Donkey Kong stuff. And as far as I could tell, it said only two rides, so, so it's gonna far, have Mario Kart to start with. Yeah, it's gonna have Mario Kart. It's gonna have a Yoshi ride, but it hasn't said like what else, like for sure. Because I think the Japan one, like there's a roller coaster ride within Bowser's Castle, like a Bowser themed like dungeon level kind of thing. I want something related to Samus. What's the Samus? I forgot the Metroid thing. I can't remember it right now. That's fine. You want like a Metroid, like a space level, kind of like a space mountain kind of thing? I want a space level and then I want a forest level for Donkey Kong. And yeah, a forest section. And then, damn, I wish you would have asked me this before the pod. Oh, to think about it? Yeah, I, I kind of thought it like, after the pod, my fucking mind is just going to explode. Your creative juices come back? Uh, I mean, what what you want? Johnny, there's... Okay, who do you think of all Nintendo properties I care about? Well, there's Link. No. I don't care oh anything about Oh my god. Uh, fuck. I think you're going to say either one Sora. of... Sora, what the hell? No, that's not a Nintendo property. Oh, it's Square Enix. Think about it, Johnny. He has a game coming out this month. This month, really? Yes. I don't know. What? He's pink and Kirby, soft. Really? Yes. Yes. But he, he doesn't have much of a world that's like appealing. What? There's Pops. St- what? Yeah, there is. Nah, Kirby's dope. But his the Dreamland? Is- You're telling me he doesn't have like a... We can't have that giant tree with the face on it that blows air or blows wind. That's iconic. We can't else? have King Dedede, the penguin guy. We can't have like the little, like the one-eyed creatures, the... We can have... We can definitely have Kirby, a Kirby-themed cafe. Come on, Kirby restaurant in Nintendo Land. Imagine an actual person dressed as Kirby walking around taking pictures. I would love... I would like hug the crap out of that Kirby character. What about the food? That'd be the best part of Kirby. Like Kirby pancakes? Oh, with his face on them. Yeah, he's oh. just puffing away. I would love that. I, like honestly, it's it sounds silly, but like Kirby balloons. That would be like a dream for me, man. I love Kirby so much, dude. I want to play a theme park game now. Oh, the Nintendo one or which one? No, just a fucking video game. 
Roller Coaster Tycoon now? Oh, I'm, those kind. I'm you... in the moon now for that. Okay. Oh, because you really can't just make your own theme park there. Yeah. So. Okay, so who else would be dope? Obviously, the, the obvious one would be Pokemon, because that's a Nintendo property also. What property in Nintendo would have, like, the best shakes? Oh. Uh, the best food. We're talking about the best food. So what's the best shake? I think in Kirby. Honestly, I'm still thinking Kirby, because Kirby has, like, the Chef Kawasaki character. Uh-huh. Or is it Chef Kawasaki? Yeah. Kirby literally has, like, a chef form. He has a little hat, and he cooks stuff up. Remember his special? Where he like does it with the with the pans and he like cooks you up or whatever and does damage. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. The chef Kirby. Yep. I think Kirby has the most potential for like like snacks and stuff. Because all his whole thing is sucking up food, right? That's his whole gimmick. Yeah, what about uh like Or a... Yoshi, because Yoshi has like Yoshi's Island with like the fruits and tropical stuff. Well, I was gonna say I think Yoshi character Yoshi would be the perfect persona for like a shake, like a like a uh What's that? What's that franchise with the shakes, with the smoothies? Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like they only do drinks. Yeah, there's two of them. Jamba Juice. Jamba Juice. No, okay, I'm thinking of another one. Yeah, I think like a, a Yoshi like skin for like a Jamba Juice would be dope because he's he's all about like fruits and like tropical stuff. Or maybe Donkey Kong too for smoothies, like banana smoothies. Yeah, dude, that cafe would be dope. The banana banana ones for mm. the shakes, and then you gotta. Peach Sunday. Oh, uh, that'd be awesome. I like that. I, I'm so, I can't wait for this to show up. I hope it. I hope it's awesome. I'm gonna save up some money so I have like lots of money to spend on merch because it's gonna be dope. But I hope. I hope they have something Kirby themed. They gotta have something Kirby themed, or like I'm gonna be pissed. So, anyways, Johnny, that is the last of our stories for this week. We had some good, some bad, and some just middling weird stuff. So, Johnny, now we come to the part. What actually? What what happened? What did you think about the Harry Potter? I forgot. Thanks for reminding me about that. I forgot about that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I I can't believe I forgot to look up an article about that. But that's okay. We don't need an article because we we saw it. So we saw the state of play. It was about twenty something minutes. Honestly, I started falling asleep towards the end, but that's because I've had a long day. Well, that, that was commentary. That wasn't actually the trailer. Yeah, I started falling asleep during the commentary after the trailer. The trailer is really cool. As somebody, I am a lapsed Harry Potter fan. I haven't been to Harry Potter since. 2006 like i just was i'm I'm not really a potter head anymore i kind of just grew out of it i'm not into the franchise i just grew out of it as i got older uh the gameplay looks impressive i I always wondered what would a harry potter game look like seeing the actual gameplay of how it plays out like that makes sense because it's kind of like you're used you're like it looks like you have like hot key like several different powers like probably like tied to key to like buttons and then you kind of just mix them together for like the best kinds of results in terms of like combos so it looks really cool the game looks gorgeous like the actual graphics like the fidelity looks the resolution looks great yeah well, the details of the environment look amazing walking inside of the school all those little details when you great. go when the character's going down the stairs and you see like that entire hallway that entire hall it looks really like really good really yeah. good i like the different sections like the recipe when you're cooking up your spells. the potions the potions yeah the potions yeah that's awesome you have like you go into these little dungeons, mm-hmm. like these secret hidden spaces. Yeah. Uh yeah, this isn't a game for me. But no, neither definitely neither if I was a Harry Potter uh uh fan, yeah, this would be pretty fucking amazing. But this co- looks like the kind of game I would have wanted back when I was into Harry Potter when I was younger cuz it looks like if you're a current Harry Potter fan, like I imagine this must be blowing your mind cuz this mm-hmm. is like like you're doing like the school stuff, you're living like the actual school life like like Harry would. 
but then you're also on on the side running into like you know causing trouble and running into like doing like your own separate like investigation or like living your own like delinquent style like life on the side yeah the combat also looks decent too it's not like you're just walking around with a wand and you're still he's like doing all these movesets like with his body flourishing yeah like tosses the magic with the wand it has a very kinetic feeling to it. Yeah, it looks like you could do some kind of type of combinations with the magic itself, yes. right? Yeah. So that's cool. It's not just like... It's it's very intricate. It looks it, intricate. It doesn't look stiff. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look stiff at all. It looks good. Um, there's a lot of customization where like you can customize your loadout, I guess, your character, your appearance, but also like what you specialize in in terms of like, like a skill tree kind of thing. They didn't show the actual skill tree, but they pretty much straight out say it's like a skill tree. Yeah. Traversal was also good. Yeah, you can fly around the broomstick. Yep. It looks like you can just also just walk and run to places. I think. Yeah, he was on that flying horse. Oh, too. yes, on the on the hippogriff. That's what it is. It's a it's like a half bird, half horse thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like different ways of transportation. It's very open world. It looks very open ended within reason because like in the books, from what I remember, like there's a village Hogsmeade, which they show in the video. It's like attached to Hogwarts, kind of like it's like a mile away. Mm-hmm. And, like, you see, like, the forest and the lake. So you see all, like, the surrounding countryside of the school. But even, like, within the school, there's, like, different, like, hidden paths and secrets. And, like, it looks really cool. Like, this would have been something that I would have loved as a, as a teenager. So. What do, you, um, what do you rate this state of play? Well, that's the thing, though, Johnny, because it's only one game. So it's not like it's not like we're getting, like, a gallery or, like, an expose of, like, all these different games. It's, like, one thing. So. Yeah, but it did what it intended to do. Yeah. And what it showed. But it's not very... the state of play, like, we're like, oh, like, here's the big reveals. It's just one thing we knew about in advance, you know? So it's I can't really rate it. It doesn't. Okay. I guess a B if I wanted to go with that. But that's it's not a traditional state of play. It's more like kind of like a marketing spotlight on one specific game. So, so yeah. And there's all the controversy too surrounding. Uh, I like I was on Twitter earlier, and like a lot of people I know who. It's interesting to see like the Twitter verse of when it comes to video games because there's people who are on there who are like, like, well, I'm not gonna engage with this because it's tied to J.K. Rowling and because of her views on trans stuff. And I have other friends who are like who don't even care. They're just like, oh, like I can't wait for this game to come out. So it's interesting to see how people. Oh, that's Some, your, that was your circle? On yeah, on on Twitter, like I have a lot of friends, or I follow a lot of people who are into video, like in the video game space, and like the the reactions to the game being shown are like so like varied. Because there's some people who are like, "Oh, I can't wait for this game to come out. This looks cool," and some people who are like, "Oh, I'm not gonna touch this game." And then there's some people who are like, "I'm gonna play this game, but I want to buy it used so that JK doesn't get any money." So it's like it's interesting to see like the diverse like. Even within games media, there's people who have varying beliefs or varying things that they like. Some people are willing to die on a hill for a certain thing, and then some people are like, "Like, nah, like I don't care. Like, I'm just gonna play this. Way. Like, it doesn't bother me, kind of stuff." So it's interesting to just kind of mm-hmm. get that wide sample of a uh, of personalities or uh, stances, I guess you could say. So, uh, as for me, I just I'm just not a Harry Potter person anymore. It's just not my thing, and like you, Johnny, I know for a fact growing up, you were never really into it, like because you just weren't into fantasy stuff like that <laughs> growing I've up. I've tried to. You're always, you're much more sci-fi than anything. I think I think even our audience knows that you're much more of a sci-fi guy than anything. So, um, but let's talk about what we have been playing, Johnny. And to kind of give you a hint, I want to sing a song for you. You used to call me on the cell phone. Dun, 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 
Late at night when you need my love. Call me on the cell phone. Late at night when you need my love. And I know when that Elden Ring, it can only mean one thing. I know when that Elden Ring. It means death. It can only mean one thing. (laughs) It means death. You don't want that call. You know what? Everybody's out here talking about Elden Ring, but how many people are ringing up their elders? Hmm? When was the last time you reached out to your grandma, Johnny? I don't like my grandma. Okay, well, well, my grandpa lives with me, so I talk to him like literally every day because I don't have a choice. But I digress, Johnny. I've been playing Elden Ring, and apparently you have too. So I'm gonna give my experience first, and then I, I can't wait to hear what you're gonna say. So I started playing Elden Ring this past uh, weekend. I restarted my build. My I restarted the game three times already, because I was not happy with my first two builds. The first one I went with the confessor, which is like this kind of like priest warrior class, but it feels I felt too stiff for my liking. So I re-rolled and started a new game. Then I started as the prisoner. So the prisoner has like this big weird metal helmet on his head, and he's like a mix between melee and magic, but he's too squishy, like. I, I take too I die too easily as the prisoner. Like he has very bad like armor. So then the third time I started over as the samurai class. Now the samurai is dope because he has a katana, he has good armor, he's flexible, and he has a long bow for range. So Good thing I didn't ask you, because I was gonna DM you like, hey, where should I start? Apparently you had no idea. What what was the, the most balanced build? I, some people are telling me that magic is like the overpowered one, but mm-hmm. I just don't like the way it handles in this game. It's not my thing. So I went with the samurai build. Um, obviously, in Elden Ring, for those people who don't know, like from software games, like the story is very cryptic and vague. There's not really much of a story in this game. There is a story there, but you have to dig like really deep to figure out what the story is. Like mm-hmm. there is lore, but you have to like pick up a lot, on a lot of subtext to understand it. And... I'm not really here in the game for the story, which is weird because I usually am. I'm just here for the bosses and the gameplay experience itself. So I've been telling Johnny I've been trying to hold out on Elden Ring. I finally caved in. I, I saw when I when it sold over 12 million. Co- not, you know what it was, Johnny? You know what the galvanizing or the catalyst for me was? Mm-hmm. Last week on Friday, I was subbing for a class that has uh, paras, which are like aides that help out the teacher for like those classes that are like uh, special ed. So there was like, so there was like a, there was a, there was a para there who was helping me with the class. I swear this is related to it. I swear this is related to it. And the kids, I forgot how the conversation came up, but the kids found out like I'm related to video games. I told them like, oh yeah, like I love video games. We're talking about games. How do they know this? I forgot. I said, I don't remember how it came up. I think I commented on something. The kid had like a water bottle with a sticker of, uh, was it Cloud or like one of the Final Fantasy characters? I think it was Cloud. He had this Cloud sticker on his water bottle. And I just commented on it. Or so. I think that's what it was. And then one of the the para, one of the paras, an older woman like in her 50s. Okay. Mind you, she's an older woman in her 50s. She's like, oh, you play video games? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, have you heard of Elden Ring? And I was like, yeah, I know Elden Ring. I was like, how do you know about Elden Ring? She's like, oh, my husband plays it. Like he loves playing that game. Mm-hmm. I'm like, for this woman in her 50s. Like, no stereotypes or anything. But for this woman to understand what Elden Rings or even have, like, a cursory knowledge of the game, like, that's when I realized, oh, this game is something. Like, this is a cultural 
like movement or phenomenon going on right now. Sort of. I've met 50 year olds that play Fortnite. Yeah, but Fortnite is another example of a huge cultural yeah. movement also. Yeah. Like like that game goes uh, beyond I the realm of call it that. Well it is. I mean you have the rock involved, Johnny. Come on. You have the no, rock. No, no, no. Elden Ring. Oh, I'm sorry. Not quite there yet. I it's think getting it's, there. I think it's more of an anomaly. Like Yes, absolutely. I think you're right. It I is. think it's it's like sort of an anomaly, but also it's the people that are that have been like playing fucking um since oh the beginning. God, I just had Dark Souls. Name. Yeah, Dark Souls and uh, Bloodborne. Blood, Bloodborne. Sekiro. Yes, all that stuff. All that build up from there. Also like Skyrim. That's not anywhere near the same. But it's also it's also like to me, it's the same shit. To me, it's the same category. Those games play fundamentally different. I'll tell you that. Skyrim is so much easier. <laughs> I'll tell you no, that. No, to me, it's like saying, to me, sort of in the same category as far as like sci-fi, like you wouldn't think so, but Mass Effect and Horizon to me are like in the same category. Because they have to do with machines? Well, future. It's Oh, future tech? Future tech, yeah. Oh, okay. Like shit that just doesn't exist. So, okay, so this woman knowing what Elden Ring was, like, when I'm talking to somebody who's, like, has, like, very little understanding of what video games are to know what Elden Ring is, like, okay, I, I give up. I give in. Clearly, this is, like, the big thing right now. So, I'm like, okay, let me get it. So, I finally got it. I start Like I said, I started the game. I didn't get very far with my first two builds. The Samurai, like, mm, perfect, like, fits the exact gameplay style that I liked. So, I just beat... Let's see, I just beat, like, the first major, like, hard, hard boss. Like, the one where I was stuck. The thing with From Software games I usually don't care for is they're very rigid in their um, in their approach to gameplay. Where, like, Bloodborne and Sekiro, like, you can only go this way. You can only go this path. And you cannot advance beyond this boss unless you really know what you're doing. And that's very inflexible. It's very rigid. And it's not my thing. Elden Ring is cool in a different way because it's an open world game. And like the first boss that I struggled with was not mandatory. The one that I just beat, the one I'm talking about, they call it um, Margit, Margit the Fellowman. That's like the first major, major boss you fight on the bridge. Really tough guy. And you do not have to fight him because he is not like story mandatory. But the game kind of points you, the gun subtly points you in his direction because he's the first like true like skill check in the game in terms of like do you understand the mechanics of this game kind of thing and so i finally beat margit without using like any of like the the stuff the game gives you like you get like summoning like extra people to help you out i finally beat him without the help where it was just me one-on-one and it was like the most satisfying feeling when i finally beat him because as hard as the bosses are in from software games when you beat one of the bosses that you've been struggling with forever it is immensely satisfying because you really do feel like you just cleared like an obstacle that's like like you you conquered and it's like a sense of achievement that you don't really get in other games. At least I don't get in really other games. So, But that's where I'm at, Johnny. That's where I'm at right now with my samurai build. I'm at level 40 right now. Finally got access to this big castle behind Margit. And I've already seen, like I've seen on Twitter, like images of some of other bosses in the game. And, like, the character design or the design for these bosses is insane. Like, some of them are just dragons, and then some of them are literally just giant armored, like, walls with swords. Like, it is so inconsistent. <laughs> the types of enemies you fight. I fought birds with swords for feet. I fought, like, zombie farmers. I fought, like, heavily armored knights. 
I fought for some reason like a weird turtle creature thing. This game is so weird with its character designs. I love it, but uh, I know it's going to take me a while to get through it just because it it's a very grindy game. I can tell already. It's a very grindy game, and there's so much stuff for you to explore and find out. And well, anyways, okay, I I feel like I talked enough about it, Johnny. Johnny, what has you? I real I'm dying to know what is your experience so far. You said yeah, not, you're not that far into it, but that tells me you've at least played it. Yeah, I, I put my hands on it. So, go ahead. Okay, here comes the hate. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, so, I've tried... I've tried... Um, what, are the, what was the game prior to Bloodborne? Dark Souls 3? Yeah. Prior to Bloodborne? Before Bloodborne? Actually, it just started fucking Bloodborne. Okay. Uh, I tried playing Blood, Bloodborne. I, I very much prefer this, the aesthetic from Bloodborne. Then, the Victorian then, kind of... Yeah, the Victorian look. Okay. Is, it's cool. It's dope. Like, I seeing agree. the narrow corridors. like the Alleyways and... Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's and then your fucking big-ass sword. Kind of like clouds type of shit, right? I think I had the... I used, like... It was like a saw. Like a saw. Oh, no, I had an axe. I had the axe that extended. That's what I used, but... And then seeing him, like, as a character. Like, this is your build right here. The, the hunter. The way his coat... His, his yeah, coat it looks really cool. Badass. Mm-hmm. So and the, the hat, the tri-horn hat, the tri-horn, yeah. Yeah, so I got into I got into this game, uh, of course, with the creator. The creator's a little bit underwhelming. I kind of skipped that. I'm like, I'm not. I'm never gonna see my face, so I just skipped that. Really. No, my guy, my guy looks really cool. Actually, okay. he's got he's got like longer hair. Uh-huh. He's very stoic. He's got a, a beard. Um, he looks like a killer, right? He looks like he's been through shit. He looks wise. Uh, he looks dope. And then I chose the samurai off the bat. Oh, okay, fellow samurai, fellow katana. Okay. Um, so he's awesome. I um, I got into it, and the controls. Hold that thought. Hold that thought real quick. All right, I just had to go to the restroom. I'm back. All right, Johnny. So you are a fellow brother of the katana. What? Yes. Um. So yeah, I got got my thoughts uh, together. So the creator is a little bit underwhelming. It's it's not bad, like it's but it's it's passable. It's passable, yeah, it's fine, whatever. So I, I started up the fucking game and the intro is overwhelming underwhelming. Like you said, there's not a whole lot of story going on. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning it's just you're just looking at fucking slides. Yeah, the slide the little PowerPoint presentation of like the Dung Eater and Star Scores Radon and like it's just naming a bunch of characters and like the Alden Ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's supposed to be like the hook for the fucking game, right? So it kind of like tells you like, okay, so there's not going to be a whole lot of uh, dialogue and all this shit going on. Like your character doesn't talk at all, does he? Nope. So no, he doesn't speak. He yeah. Like you just go up to a character. You're supposed to be just kind to of like a shell of a person really. Yeah, so I I'm not gonna be attached to this character at all. There's like barely, if at all, any yeah, character development. Yeah, trust me, that's that's not the purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. And me, I'm super focused on like I love my fucking heroes that have like a long backstory and some mystery to them. Okay. And this guy is just he's just a standing for. Well, okay. Forever. Well, like, how about this though? Like when you play Fortnite, you're not playing for the story or the character, right? You're just I'm, you're just here to shoot people, right? Yeah, but I mean, you're playing with like Raven. Like from the from Teen, Teen Titans, Titans. Okay. fucking Raven, Spider Man, like 
you get a tiny like you are okay, not a backstory. Yeah, you're right. You're borrowing the the backgrounds for those characters. Yeah, okay. and then that story is tied in with with the overall Fortnite thing. That's right? fair. That's fair, I guess. Okay. All right. So, story seems to be very underwhelming. You don't speak, etc. I, I didn't understand why people why people were like praising the fucking hood, as if it's like innovative and shit. Like a it's lot just of very games, clean. it's clean. But when you turn on the hood, there's nothing impressive of like of the hood, anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's not something you like you want on the forefront because there's not a whole lot there, anyways. True. So it's so very minimalist. Say, yeah. So for people to say like, oh my god, I'm overwhelmed with all these other games, and it's like you know, in the other games, you can turn off the damn hood. That's true. So that's an absurd. I think we, I think we kind of talked about it too with Horizon earlier in the month, where I was like, like this is very overwhelming, and then oh, I can just minimize it. Like okay, much better. Yeah, yeah. I, I played it once. I got to the second to the letter. Um, once we went down like the uh, the the lift thing. Mm-hmm. Right after that, I was like, there's too much shit going on. And then I went to the map, and I was like, "Oh, I could turn all this shit off." Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, I got a little bit depressed when I first met the bats, because uh, there's no hope. But uh, there, I mean, not hope. There's no uh, way to get around of the comparisons of Horizon and this game because they're you know together and the sales are different. The bats. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about the regular wing creatures? Yes. Oh, I see those damn bats. And I stab one of them, I kill them, and then another one comes and pounces on me and he just kills me. And I'm like, I wish I was killing the Dreadwing right now from fucking Horizon. Okay. Right? Okay. So I'm like, oh, fuck. And uh, so the enemy types, they're, they're creative. Some of the bosses look really cool. They're badass. They're elaborate. They're creepy, disgusting, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, they all more or less kind of fight you the same way. It's a lot of like jump and slam or jump. I and... think, yeah, the early bosses, I think, uh, like the one I mentioned, uh, Margit, the fellow man. I think, I don't know if you got to Godric yet. Godric is the same, is very similar. Yeah, I don't know their names yet. Uh, okay, well, you did you fight the guy I'm talking about that makes like the light hammer appear? The one that you fight, like he like he's, he's talking to you from a castle, and then he jumps down from the castle to fight you. I don't you? think so. I've, okay. I've been to like two castles. Really? Okay, I'm not okay. There's castles and there's like forts. Like the castles are almost like a whole dungeon in themselves. Where you go into them and and, that... you, and like yeah, there's like different areas are named and stuff. I've been to the parts that are like easily accessible. Like I just run up in there and like there's no guard before I get to the castle. I've, yeah, I haven't been to that. Oh, okay. Okay, right. but what I have seen. So you've been to the one where you go into like the valley, and then this guy jumps down, and there's like all these wooden barricades on the road, right? Or not the castle? Is the... that is that like going north or west? Going north. I I mean I've gone north. I fought a big ass dude. I don't know if it's the same guy. Was it like an ugly north. looking like troll kind of thing? There's a troll. Yeah, there's okay. a troll guy. That's what I'm talking about. Then where you're going into the valley, like you know, there's like a little camp of soldiers. Like yeah, that's a little bit west and then north yeah. is the troll. And then past the camp of soldiers is like this narrow valley kind of that goes sweeps upward. Yeah, there's that dude, yeah. And there's like, okay, the guy that jumps down and you're like fighting the soldiers and this big giant yeah, yeah. creature. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, past that. He's all right. He actually, he actually fucking annoyed me because um, the first time I went to try to fight him, mm-hmm. 
I stab that fucker, and then I try to get the guys on the on the sides, but they have bow and arrows. Yes, they do. So I was like, I gotta get out of here. I think there's like a ballista too in there somewhere. I think, which is so, like a giant one. Yeah. So I run out, and then I get like super far away into the map. Right? It, did he send the shockwave at you? Mm- uh, he did throw the throw the shockwave at me uh-huh. a couple times, but I was still good on health. Oh, okay. But where I got annoyed is when I got further to the west on the map, I was just fucking jogging along. There were other enemies chasing me. I was like, yeah, fuck you guys, whatever. <laughs> and then I'd keep going. i lose the other guys, the new guys that I met. Uh-huh. And I'm still going. And then I'm off on a cliff, right? So I'm like, uh, I look over the cliff. I'm like, I can't, I can't jump this shit. Yeah. So I turn around and that big fucker's still behind me. <laughs> and then he like just crushes me. And I'm like, I've been running for so long. Why are you still here? Yeah. Like, why are you still behind me? And he was quiet too. The enemies, like, yeah, they don't give up as easily as they do in other games. Yeah, but it, it's like he doesn't give me any, there's no markers of like this guy screaming behind me. None of that. It, he just showed up right behind me. Oh, there was no warning. No. And I was like, what the That happened to me once. Once where I'm like, how did you sneak up on me? How did I not hear you? And yeah. like out in the open too, like yes, I, yeah, yeah, that was annoying. That has happened to me once. And then there's, uh, well, I talked about the bats, uh, the chase, the stealth is. What did you think about the beginning, like where you're forced to die against the, the what's it called? Something graft the grafted. It's like this weird spider thing made up with a bunch of limbs. Like it's the first thing you fight, and it kills you. You have to, you have to die there pretty much. Did I? Yeah, I you feel do. like I went through everything. It was the first thing you fight, and then when you wake up, and then like you had a cutscene where you're underwater in a cave. Yeah. And the horse approaches you in the cutscene. Do you remember? It's like the when you open up the first area. Yeah. And you you hang left across the rope bridge, and then you fight this weird like spider crab mimic thing with like a bunch of arms. It's called something the grafted something. But you're like pretty much forced to die there. You can't actually win that fight. At least I don't think you can. And then when you die. A cutscene place, and then you're in this underground, like, cave area. Yes. I just don't remember the spider. But, yeah, I was in the cave area It was this later. big creature. It's not a spider, but it's, like, it looks like a spider. It's something... It has a bunch of limbs, basically. Well, I guess it was forgettable. I guess if you don't remember, then that's fine. Yeah. Uh, it, I like that when you walk around, there's, like, all these little clues of random shit. Like, what's this? What's this monument? What's this little fucking... Th- like, they're not devices, but... Like, there's a little relic. Like, this shit is everywhere, right? There's something to interact with pretty much everywhere, yeah. Yeah. I don't like that there's... That your map doesn't tell you, like, what's the main objective. So, between, like, the little areas where you rest, the the graces, they call mm-hmm. them the graces, the spots of grace yeah. you find. Like, there's, like, a yellow ethereal, like, path of dust that uh, points you to the next story objective. So, it's just, like, north, south, or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like... You know, remember when it goes to Shima where you push the button and the wind uh, yeah. directs you? Yeah. Here, you go to certain... If you look at your map, there's actually, like, a yellow path, kind of, like, a from each, like, save point area. Mm-hmm. They kind of connect, like, the dots if you look at the map. Do you have the map for the area already? For for um, Limgrave? Do I have the map? The map. Because the map, you, get, you find portions of the map. I've used it. Like, I'll set markers, like, I want to go in this direction. Okay. Yeah. So if you look at certain save points, like there is like a path of like this ethereal, like yellow light, like uh-huh. kind of like a wave. And there's like little particles and they show you the direction you're supposed to go to like the next like story beat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But for the most part, the game kind of lets you loosely just do whatever you want in whatever direction you want. And it's like, it doesn't tell you like, oh, this is a high level area or this is a low level area. It almost wants you to kind of just experiment and find out like, like... Mm, no these enemies hit too hard maybe i shouldn't be here see this is kind of where i I get into like uh, 
the fucking ratings are just stupid. Like Metacritic, like the the critics themselves, right? That are paid to get these fucking reviews out. Yeah, a lot of them. I feel like you guys aren't playing the fucking game. You guys are going with like the general sentiment of what you think the people might think, what they want you to rate this game. Okay. Because this is kind of the game where like it doesn't tell you where to go, and it's like, how did you fuckers complete this game? Johnny, like, did you notice there is a key thing missing in the game that every single game has that this one does not? Uh, no. What is it? You can't pause. There is no pause button. So it's just you're like going to your map or your menu? When you go into your inventory or your menu, like you can still get attacked. Huh. There is no pause. It just... There is technically a loop or a way around the pause. It's very complicated, but you can technically pause the game. But there is no dedicated like... I'm going to check my menu or check the options or check the map. And like the action around you doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. It continues. And that's like one of those things people are like, oh, yeah, the game is meant to be played this way. And it's like, oh, my God, it's such a stupid like thing to say. Like, by take like, a game that takes away an essential feature is somehow like revolutionary. Like that just boggles my mind. People yeah. The next way. question I was going to ask you is like you look at this map. And it, like, doesn't have a bunch of icons of where you need to go or, like, if you're short on time, just this is a path to complete the story. You'll get the bulk of the story. But it yeah. doesn't have that. No. And it's, like, what if I'm, like, I'm, like, a dad and I got to do yes. this and that and exactly. that. And it's, That's... like, just, I'm just, like, I'm 50% of the game. I just want to complete it now. How do I do that? You, it, it doesn't tell you. That's what, I agree with you. That's frustrating for me, especially because, like, as I told you in the past, like, I have, like, my grandpa lose with me. And sometimes mm-hmm. he has like a little bell he rings to like get my attention and stuff. And sometimes like I don't know if he's going to be more needy. Like I don't mean in a negative sense, but I don't know if he's going to need me more on one day as compared to another day. And not being able to pause the game. Yeah, if you're in the middle of a boss battle and he needs you. Yeah. That's fucking. I just die. I would absurd. just have to die and just like, oh, well. Yeah. And that doesn't make the game like harder harder it's it's, it's just, artificial yeah it's, it's not an artificial it's not like a skill thing if yeah. you're required to do something in real life at that moment so then how do you feel about these uh reviewers where it's like there's no fucking way you guys completed this game like oh no no a lot of reviewers openly said like oh as of time of reviewing like like they didn't get the review codes like in good timing like like i think that some of them got it like maybe a few days or like up to a week maybe yeah. a lot of the reviews that were written about the game when it came out mention like oh yeah this isn't a comp- like i have not finished the game and oh yeah this is a review in progress you can't you can't give it a number if you haven't completed the game like, you can i mean well i, I mean i can't i can't unless like, the game I, hate, I don't like the fucking game i'm not gonna say i hate it unless you I haven't th- played it enough. okay well unless you think the game is gonna drastically change after 40 hours i think you have a pretty solid idea of what the game is yeah, but that's like watching I a think, film, well, and I then think, on the third act, all the shit you like happens. Okay, a film is like three hours or less, and that is true. You're tr- you're right about a film, but I think that it's a different medium because a story, a, a film comprises mostly of just the story, right? You're not interacting with it, and if the third act sucks, like you can just say, "Oh yeah, like this movie sucked," like this specific part. I don't expect the gameplay of Elden Ring to change dramatically after 40 hours. It's okay, not going to become a first-person shooter all of a sudden. Okay, can we rate a Metal Gear game incomplete? Like, imagine no. imagine playing part four, and you don't get to play fucking... Was it four? Yeah, it was four. I think from a gameplay perspective, you could. From a story perspective, that would be really hard because... Spoilers! Well, so you can't give it a A huge number. portion of Metal Gear's story actually comes after the credits. <laughs> 
in Metal Gear Solid 4. Just a fucking shitload of dialogue. Pretty much everything is explained after the credits. Dude, imagine at the very end where you're not fight- fighting fucking Rey and you're not fighting Ocelot. And you never fucking played that portion of the game. Like, you just can't give it a fucking number. So do you say, do you think you have to completely finish a game for you to have an actual opinion on it? If it's, if it's, okay, if it's heavy on narrative, you absolutely have to complete it. Okay. Doesn't doesn't really apply here, but okay. Yeah, it doesn't apply there. Yeah. But, but you don't necessarily know that. Like, it's an open-world game, and you're getting the if hints of, like... If you're giving a review, and you're saying, like... If you cover it in your review, hey, this is how the gameplay is. This is how the story beats are so far. This is how the atmosphere is so far. This mm-hmm. is how the music, the sound design is so far. I think you can get away with saying, this is my experience thus far, and I currently grade this experience as yada, yada, yada. As, they, as long as you're fourth... Like, fourth forward or like honest about your actual experience with the game and how far you've gotten in i think it's valid to give it a a review at least i think the thing with movies is movies are so short you cannot really do a direct parallel like example i think i think it's a very fucked up loophole well it is because well that's mostly falls on the publishers for not giving out review keys ahead of time like as i see a lot of reviewers a lot of friends i have who write reviews and it's like hey Give us these things in advance, further advance, because it's hard for us to like reach that embargo date and have an opinion on something when we have it. Like, well, isn't finished. that a hint? I mean, if the game isn't giving you the keys early enough, they're not. There's something in the game they must not be confident about. Mm, maybe, but I think that mostly comes from like we don't want too many spoilers to leak or too much of the stuff of the game to come out and like you know ruin the press circuit for the game kind of stuff. That's part of it. But anyways, we'll talk about the review stuff at the end because I do have a kind of a solid, not not solid, but I do have an idea of how I feel about this game towards the end. Right. What do you think? Do you have more stuff written down? Well, the other question about the open world map. People have been saying this is a revolutionary open world map. Like, how is this any different? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't than so. any other open world map. It isn't really. I don't think. I disagree with that. It's very cookie cutter, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, go with your question first. What's your question? I want to. I want to ask you more about the actual elements of the game rather than the people's perception of the game. Right? Okay. How do you feel? What do you think about first of all, like all the from all the from software games ever since the very first Dark Souls and before even before that with Demon Souls, like their very first major hit, mm-hmm. they all have the thing where like you're able to leave messages behind for other players. I love that. And then you're also able to see the red ones are the last moments of somebody's like. Right before they die. Like the blood. The red ones. The blood ones are the ones they show you what happened to a play. They don't show you what killed them, Mm -hmm. but they show you how they died right before, like, you know, it ends for them. So what what do you think about those messages? Like, do they, because some people say, like, they find it kind of like it, it breaks their immersion seeing so many of them. But I I actually like reading them because some of them are actually very useful. Some of them are very useful. Some of them actually troll you on purpose, though. Well, that should be something you could just toggle. It is. You don't have to. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I love some of them. Give me hints to some useful stuff like, like oh, battle, tough boss ahead. Yeah, tough or, boss ahead. Treasure ahead. Uh-huh. Take a right. Stuff like that, right? Careful with the fucking bats, whatever. And there's some very funny ones. Like I remember I was walking up to a turtle. Did you get to that? Uh, well, you, they're different for everybody. They're randomized. Uh, oh, okay. you won't see all of them. You only see like whatever the game decides to show you. So I'll get I'll get some of those where I'm walking. I. I'm trying to escape some enemies, right? Yeah. And then I see a turtle and he's just walking across the land. 
And then so is I it get, like near the little water area? Yeah. Okay. And then so I get to the stone, and then it says dog, and I'm like, you motherfuckers, like just stupid little comments. <laughs> it's, like a, that. it's not a dog; it's a turtle. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's like a meta joke about something mouse about something with dogs in all the firm software games. But yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of uh, comedy on death. Like uh, I don't recall them, but there's a lot of funny ones. Okay. Uh, and there's there's some I've seen where like um. This is a stupid one about butthole. I've seen a lot <laughs> of ones. That? There's a uh, tri-fingered butthole. I, I got that. What the hell is that? There's a lot. It's a it's a meme. It's a meme that's going around right right now. It's like a meme that's going around. It's like tri-fingers butthole. And it's like. But what does it mean? It's because with the messages, you can't type them out. You have to use pre-selected words. Mm-hmm. And so people have been messing around with like, what's the funny, what's the, like, the weirdest thing you come up with? And oh, like, that's how they. They're pre-generated words. You have to choose the phrases. Oh, that's kind you of... Can't, you cannot give, like, specific typed-out instructions. Because mm-hmm. then it's just too, like, easy or simple yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But I seen a... I seen a... There was one I really liked where it was, um... Where it was, like, try this thing or whatever. Yeah. And it w- it's something that I would have not normally have tried. And that it revealed the secret for me. So I'm like, oh, like, that was actually really helpful. It was like, oh, fake wall or something. And so you swing at the wall and the wall dissolves and there's, like, a treasure behind it. And it's like, oh, I wouldn't have known that. Because it doesn't stick out in any way. It's just, like... A bunch of walls together, but one of them has more messages in front of it. And that's how I knew, like, oh, there's something here. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool. I also like seeing where, because um, there's a couple, later on, there's areas where around a corner, you cannot see, like, there's an enemy waiting for you. Yeah. And you're, like, on a very narrow, like, side of, like, a cliff or something. So if you'll see, like, a bunch of red, like, blood ones, you check. And then you can see, like, the last moment of someone, like, coming around the corner. And then just something knocks them back. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the hell? Like, what happened? So, like, when you come around, you turn, you change the camera around. And like, oh, there's an enemy waiting for me right there that I only know about because people died before me who got here. Yeah. So, I, I love that stuff because that's, like, one of the only real uses of the online stuff. Have you been invaded by anybody yet? No. So, another thing you can do in these games is you can invade somebody else's PlayStation and, like, attack them. Kill them. Okay. So, you can steal the the, the runes that they have. I had a session on Tuesday where I was trying to do a story thing and the game warned me like, oh, you've been invaded. I'm like, oh, crap. Like I have to do like someone's coming into my game world to kill me. Yeah. And like it, it cuts. You can't you can't do like the fast travel thing because you have to face whatever thing is coming after you. And so like the guy shows up and he shows up as like a red, like red ghost kind of character. Like it's like their character, like their avatar or whatever. But like they're just all red. And so the guy comes at me and we we do the cool thing where like we're like rolling around like trying to trade hits because <laughs> there's a PVP there's a player versus per- person like component to the game. Yeah. And like we're doing like we're fighting and then I um when I got invaded he also started attracting the attention of other like enemies in my area. So what ended up happening was like me and this other person this other creature were ganging up on the same guy <laughs> and it was cool because I was able to hit him. And as I hit him, because you know there's like a delay between your attacks, the yeah. other enemy also attacks him. So we were just like taking turns, taking jabs at him where he was like stun locked, and I ended up killing the character. Like I beat him, he left, and I gotta keep the like the stuff the I got a reward of runes behind. Yeah. So that's cool. But I also had the opposite where earlier in the game, on my first character, when I played as the as the uh, confessor, I got invaded and I just got destroyed right away because I didn't know where the person came from. Yeah. The game said, you're being invaded. And I'm like, oh, like, oh, okay. Maybe the guy's like far away. And then like five seconds later, just this massive like axe just cleaves me. And I'm like, oh shit, okay, I died. Yeah, that's definitely a mechanic I envy. I wish, like full credit to them for that mechanic. I wish other games would carry that. 
or a single player game, you're just getting like someone from another game just comes in and attacks you. <laughs> yeah, if they're not gonna do like a full out, like it's like Death Loop before Death Loop was a thing in a way. Yeah, because there's a uh, the only other game I know that does this is Death Stranding. Really? Yeah. You can invade other people's. No, gameplays? you can't. You can't do that. Oh, uh, the but, messages, the messages, right? Well, there's messages, but you can leave things behind. Oh, like there's portions where there's the la- the stairs and ladders and stuff, right? There's a lot of other things too. Oh. Like there'll be zip lines, all this stuff. But yeah, for example, there's a river and I have a bunch of loot on me, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody up ahead put a ladder and I'm like, thank God. Like someone was nice enough to do it for They me. they left their fucking ladder for me. I was able to cross the river with all my loot and otherwise the river would have taken me down and I would have lost lost the shit, right? Progress, yeah. And it's cool, but I wish I could see them because I want to get across and then see my guy. I'm like, I wanna shake his hand. Like, where is this guy? Like Save me a bunch of fucking trouble. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, uh, there's you can't you can do that. I haven't seen it happen, but I've heard other people's accounts of like, oh, I got invaded, and the guy just dropped like useful supplies and bounced. Hmm. Like there's people who like invade with the scent with like the purpose of like helping you out. And then also, I don't know if you've gotten into that part yet, but like for boss fights, like there's like a little area before you know how you have to like step through the veil through the curtain thing to like yeah. fight. You can summon. You get the item where you can summon other players to help you fight the boss you don't have to go oh, okay you don't have to solo bosses like when i played bloodborne brian played the game with me and we played it together where whenever it was like a boss i would just summon brian and brian would help it would co-op the boss and the boss like like their health and like the damage they do is not adjusted for it so it's actually easier to just summon someone to help you out someone who's like more experienced with the boss and like help you out to like kind of do make things easier for you so it's like uh capcom's the dragon game dragon game yeah which dragon game? You love the dragon game. Capcom's dragon game? With the big ass sword. And you fight dragons. Oh, Monster Hunter. Yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly like okay. that. Where you can fight them solo or you can have people like send the flare and people help you out. Yeah. Exact same thing. That's yeah. a great mechanic. Because uh, that game as well, when I started playing it, it was pretty fucking boring. But when mm. I got people in with me and we were chasing fuckers around, yeah. that's when it really got fun. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So there is things, but you have... The- the thing is, the game's not always great at telling you what you can and cannot do. A lot of it is experimentation, and like for the average gamer who's not well versed with like from software games, it's like frustrating to have to figure these things out through the hard way. What do you think about the mechanic, Johnny? Where you? They suck. I haven't got there yet. <laughs> Leveling up, experience, right? Your experience comes in the form of runes that you get from creatures. Mm-hmm. Do you get frustrated when you die and you lose all your runes? Or do you, like, go back and try to get them back? Because you can go back and get them. I've died too often for very dumb reasons. Like, just falling off a cliff. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and do you go back? Like, I had a, I lost too many runes. I had to go back and get nah, them. No, it'll be like, I'm on this high-ass cliff, and I have to... Well, I don't have to. I didn't mean to fall, and I died, like, on a middle cliff. So it's like, my runes are stuck in the middle cliff. Oh. And if I try to go back, I'm dead. I see. So you're just... They're just... You're just SOL, like, man. man. Fuck this. Like, explore a different part of the map. Okay. Yeah, uh, the mechanics themselves, uh, I mean, like, the stealth is whack. Like, you just crouch, get behind them, and then take out your fucking sword and stab oh, sneak them in attack. the back. Yeah, yeah. There's not much else beyond that. And yeah. there's some slashing. The slashing is, cr- like... There's a specific class, though, that if you want to play stealth, which is the bandit. The bandit is more suited for stealth. But, dude, we're talking, like, swordplay. Compare yeah. this swordplay to Ghost of Tsushima. Like, there's no fucking competition. Well, it's bro. different because in Ghost of Tsushima, you have, like, styles. You have, like, the water stance, the Yeah, but stance, it feels yeah. so fluid. Like, you really feel like you're carrying your sword in Ghost. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this right here just like the like you click it, the timing just doesn't feel quite right. There's no precision to it. There's no like I want to hit him in the chest. There's not. True. Yeah, it does it's not have a, it's slashing. It's slashing. That's yeah. it. Do you have um, And then a lot of times like you're right next to him and you slash and like you poke the front of him, like the side of him and you don't poke him. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're like They're, the hitboxes are very precise. I noticed that too when I was fighting the boss I mentioned where in all accounts, I should have died, but I didn't because the game was being realistic with the hitbox. Where like the enemy swings the axe, and I'm like right, okay, I'm like right in front of the boss, right? Mm-hmm. And the boss does like this big swinging motion, but it doesn't hit me, yeah, because the the hammer is like maybe like a few inches above my head, yeah, yeah, and so like it does nothing to it just goes over me and doesn't do anything because like the hitboxes are very precise in this game where. If you land an attack close to an enemy, it's it's not good enough. Like you have to actually hit them. I don't mind that. The precision is great in all games. But what I'm trying to say is, I, the controls can be clunky sometimes. Where I'm charging like at a character. Are you locked onto them? I'm not. Okay. You're right. You're supposed to lock on with the right, with the right stick. The only time I lock is like when I'm. I, it's either like magic or a bow or something. I lock onto the enemies every single time, even if there's multiple enemies. Whichever yeah. one I'm facing, I lock on. And then you just flick it to move to, to like lock onto a different enemy. You should always be locked, especially with bosses. You should always be locked on if you don't want to have that issue. Because then, otherwise, yeah, you're just kind of swinging and not really like precise. Good point. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, what was what have you, what have you beat so far? Like named enemy wise. I've just been slaughtering like little enemies and shit. So you I haven't fought, taken down a big the, boss. Not nothing like where you're saying you get to a like where you see where the health bar takes up the bottom screen. No, I haven't gotten to those. Really? No. Okay. I've I've only gotten to like the tiny ass enemies. Uh like I mentioned, I haven't been that far, but it's like it, this is kind of going where you said like you don't need to play the whole fucking game to grade it. Like I'm playing it. I'm not grading the game at all. Okay. Because I know this is not a game for me. Like people are loving it and right. I don't fucking understand why, right? That's okay. Yeah. I some of the praise is a little over the top, I think. But yeah, I, I get you. Yeah, but I'm not this this is just not for me at all. Okay. Um, I want you to at least get to one of the big bosses and then and then like form an opinion because I think I think this game is made for those giant epic showdowns and not so much for the minutia and like small stuff in between the boss fights because what makes these games so rewarding or feel so like um, like experiences that you grow from are those when you're do you're doing a one on one boss fight and like. You pat you beat the boss and you're like at a sliver of your health. You have no more items. Like, I think I'll enjoy that when you get to that moment where you're like where a boss shows up and like for a few seconds you're just in awe of like the design or the size of the enemy, and you know like you're gonna have a really epic like showdown. That's the stuff you see in the trailers, and that stuff does look amazing. Mm-hmm. How like how many level ups do I have to get to until you're confident to get to a boss? What level are you at right now? I'm in the first level. No, I mean like level your character wise. Like, have you been using the runes to level up? No, I haven't. I haven't. Even what? Checked, I haven't checked my menus. What? I, but I do that a lot in games. I'll oh, just, you're like handicapping yourself so bad. I I do like like when I was playing Horizon or any other game, I'll push as far as I can, and I haven't even checked like my level ups. I'll just push as far as I fucking can, and then by the time I do use the level ups, I'm like, oh, I got points for this, for that, for that, for that. I'm like, oh, this guy's trash. Like, he's done. You've already met the Maiden, right? Have you met the Maiden? 
I don't know the names. Okay, have you met the girl who meets you at the campfires? She shows up in one of the cutscenes. I don't know who that is. I've she been... talks to you about like how she'll make a form like a special bond with is you. She like white. She's like in a white dress. She looks kind of ghosty. That's a different one. That's the one that gives you the bell, right? She gives you the summoning bell. I think the one so. with the witch's hat is that what you're talking about? The one with the witch hat. Is she like does, is she the one that meets you at that church? Mm-hmm. Where the guy sells you stuff? You met the guy who sells I stuff, right? Met the guy. Where's that guy? He's in like the very in the church, like in the opening area of the game, like right in front of you. Like you know where that little lake is where you found the turtle. Yeah. Like the church is like right next to that. On the left side. Yes, on the left side. Was he like sitting down? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That guy sells you stuff. Yeah. In that same area, when you come back at night, there's a woman who meets you there who gives you a bell. That's what allows you to like summon like backup. Okay. There's another woman. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you haven't met that means you met the other woman, right? The one that approaches you with like the cloak and like you don't see her face that well. What do you mean, her? She, you meet her at a random one of the, like the little touch of the sights of grace that's like in front of that. Where all the or the ruins are, and the soldiers are patrolling like that road where the there's like they're ruin. like the ruins are like really tiny. Yeah, yeah, and then the, it's in front of that gate I mentioned where like the, you pass through the valley going up. Yeah, I've been to the battery. Okay, did you go to the site of grace in front of it? Because you're supposed to meet this woman at a campfire, and then once you meet her, you're able to like level up. Because you use your runes, you spend your runes on level ups. Uh huh. Have you not been doing that? I haven't been using the runes. Okay, well, that's why you're... Dude, you're making a game that's already hard, even harder by not doing that. And that's why you're not probably not able to face the bo- any of the bosses yet. I don't feel like yet. it's been that hard so far. Like, everything I've killed takes maybe... Well, because once you do... Because I use stealth a lot. Right. So I come through and I stab them in the back. And there's some enemies, low. though, where you cannot kill them in one hit, even if you stealth. Like, you stab them in the back, yeah, it'll be and like they're still hits. alive. It'll be like three hits at most. Right, but you have to, you have to level up. Because that's the only way you're able to increase your health bar enough to tank hits from, like, bosses. All right, maybe it'll be more fun once I start leveling up. Yeah, don't lose your runes. Try to keep up. Have you been finding, like, the gold runes? Like, the item called the gold rune? I'm just picking up everything. Good, good. Because you can break those, and those give you extra runes that you can use. What are the skulls? That's what I'm talking about. Those are the runes. The the ones that are glowing, the skulls. Yeah, yeah. If you break them, you can run them over with a horse, or you can, like, slice them. I try to slice. It just, I just not. They bounce off. around sometimes. Yeah. yeah, it takes a few hits. You slice them, and they drop the gold runes, which are like items that I'll, they give you two hundred runes each when you, when you use them. Mm-hmm. So you, co- I usually collect them, and then like when I'm a few like uh, a few runes away from leveling up, I'll just use them all at once to get me to like that threshold. Yeah. So you're supposed to level up, John. You're supposed to level. I want to see you play, but not today. I want to watch you play just so that I can see exactly what you're doing. Because I'm curious. Okay. And then have you been using your hand, your your katana to, uh, with unsheathed, like two handed? Because that drastically makes it makes your hits harder. Or do you always have the shield in one hand and the katana in one hand? I wasn't even carrying a shield. Oh, did you take off the shield then? Or do you have the bow in one hand and the katana in the other hand? I think yeah, I was swapping out between like my bow and my sword, but I don't recall carrying a shield. The shield is a secondary. If you switch, if you push left on the D pad, you'll swap your bow for a shield. You should have a shield equipped. I don't like fucking blocking and games. You don't have to. You don't have to. But, God, it makes everything so much easier if you do. You don't have to, though. All right. It's optional. You can just roll around. I just roll around. I don't really block. I usually just roll away. Okay. But, anyways, you're making the game unneedlessly, or needlessly, I'm sorry, harder than it needs to be. <laughs> By not, That's what I'm saying. Like, if you don't use full advantage of everything, because the game doesn't give you, doesn't do a good job of telling you what you can do. 
Okay, I'll I'll look into it. I'll I'll figure out like what the shield is and like because I want you yeah I want you to have a good like honest attempt at the game using everything at your disposal before you walk away and be like jaded and like no this isn't for me so okay I'll give it that chance but that's not really my gripe like the difficulty isn't my gripe it just doesn't feel good okay yeah I agree with I I I'm. Because I'm further ahead of, than you, obviously, but I feel the open world stuff, It the open world's not that amazing. What's great about it is that you're not forced into like a linear experience like you are with their previous games, like Sekiro and Bloodborne and all those, where you don't get the option to go off in another direction and do other stuff. You're forced to approach these as like, like a Resident Evil game where you just go forward and forward, pretty much. Can't take out the boss? Too bad. Get good. Here in Eldering, it's much more forgiving where, okay, you can't take on the boss, go and grind some levels in some other part of the map. Mm-hmm. Come get some items, find better equipment because you can find better. Have you gotten better equipment or are you just you're still wearing like the standard samurai armor you start Samurai. With? I was hoping that would change. You have to, you have to find like more equipment in the, in the world. Okay. So some of the soldiers like you're fighting, like they drop like gloves or like helmets or like armor and stuff. I already have like. My character has different boots and different gloves, but I still have like the samurai helmet because the samurai helmet's still like badass. But yeah, you can do other stuff in the game besides just going forward with the plot. So um, I feel so aimless in the game, dude. It does feel that way. It does feel overwhelming. I think, especially when you don't know what to do. See, that's interesting. Like praising the map because there's not a lot going on, but at the same time. I feel aimless. I'm like, I'm overwhelmed because I don't know what is more relevant to me. I feel the same, honestly. I If it wasn't for the internet, I would be completely lost because I'm like, okay, like, where am I supposed to go next? And then, like, I look up on Reddit or something. And I'm like, oh, okay. But, like, there is stuff you can ex- discover on your own where, like, you can just pick a direction and just go in that direction. And you'll come across, like, a fort with, like, soldiers and you clear out the fort and, like, oh, I found, like, this new weapon. Like, one of the weapons I found is literally, like, claws. Like, Wolverine claws. Mm-hmm. Like, you can equip them. I've seen those. You can equip them and there's just, like, claws you can use instead of a sword, which is cool. Or you can find, like, a new, like, spell book to memorize, like, a piece of magic that you can use in the battle next time. Yeah. So there is things you have to... It's very off the rails, very offhanded, where, like, they don't really hold you by the hand. They kind of just want you to have that sense of exploration. But I think some people, like, in your case... You feel that you feel the need to be like, no, like what's next? Tell me what's next, right? Yeah, even if I don't want to get to it, I want to know at some point I can just go and finish the game if I want. Like, to. okay, I've been wandering around and missing out. Like, let me get to the next plot point. Yeah, like the game says twenty percent complete, but I want to finish it now. Right, right. Yeah, Elden Ring is not built that way. Like, even I think the average game play- playthrough is like about 40, 50 hours. That's actually not too bad for an open world. No, but like their previous games, all previous like Sekiro and Bloodborne are like 20 hours. So because it's For open sure. world, because it's open world and they want you to do other stuff besides just this, like the main boss fights. They want you to do like the side boss fights and like explore mazes and dungeons and find new gear and new spells and new moves. And like, like you haven't even gotten into like the Ashes of War, which are like special abilities you can attach to your weapons yet. Like there's so many other like systems in the game. Like, like you're just barely like like just grazing the top kind of thing so i really want you to give this like a i don't know i don't know what an appropriate amount of time is but like enough time where you get into like the meat of it which is not just the random enemies but the actual like you're having this showdown with this like demigod kind of thing in a castle i think i'll try to get to 
maybe at least four bosses before I like call it quits. I've only beat two so far. I've only beat two. I've faced three or no, I faced four bosses. One of them was literally a giant dragon that just dropped out of the sky, and I saw the health bar, and he just he swiped at me once, and I I was dead. How are the puzzles? There isn't really that many puzzles. I think no, like you gotta press this button and this statue, and then. Like, step on this stone and then move. Oh, well, usually the messages on the ground tell you what to do with those. So it's not that. But they're hard. not intricate? Not really. Not like Resident Evil intricate. It's more like step on this platform, then step on this other platform kind of stuff. It's uh, not like. I Resident mean, Evil is a special case, though. True. But it's not. Sometimes you will be like, oh, there's this door. Oh, I need a key for the door. Mm-hmm. And the key is found elsewhere, like in this area, just not right here. So, like, right now, like, I'm in a section where. Um, I found a key, but I don't know what the key is for. So I have the reverse problem, where instead of finding a door I can't open, I have a key with I don't know where it belongs. That's to. a better problem. Yeah, okay. like I have a rusty key, but like I don't I haven't encountered anything locked yet. So I'm like I don't know what I need this for yet. So, but anyways, I digress. That's uh. So we're playing Elden Ring. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna finish this game. Honestly, I don't know because I don't know how far it's gonna scale like difficulty wise. Mm-hmm. Like Margie, I took him on at level 20 and got my cheeks clapped several times. Yep. And I'm like, I am not ready for this. I left, came back at level 40, and it was like a breeze. I was able to beat him the first try on level 40. Yeah. Once I knew exactly like how, like the pattern, like the attack pattern, because all the characters, all the enemies have a pattern. They have a set pattern. You just have to spend enough time dodging to figure out what it is. So... Anyways, that's enough Elden Ring talk for now. Johnny, I'm assuming that's the only game you've been playing, right? I Platinum Horizon. <gasps> you Platinum Forbidden West. I don't have too many Platinums and I Platinum That's Horizon. cool. That's dope. How long, What was your save time when you did that? Do you remember or no? I don't know. It's I'm over 100 hours now. What? Yes. But you probably don't need 100 hours to play it. Absolutely not. It's 100 hours because of difficulty. Uh, and I'm assuming it counts time like photo mode stuff like that yeah maybe it counts that does Uh, this game have the equivalent of the first one where you get like a super advanced suit that's better than the rest no that's what is the first suit you get what the first armor that you have when you start the game yeah that's the suit but it's just it doesn't have power oh it's part of the storyline oh I thought like the one with the little diamonds on the top oh that's right. I thought it was like that the one you have to unlock that super like advanced tech heavy uh, yeah it's, it's that one it looks different it is different because it's not functioning oh it's just back to basics oh okay but so it's, you not, don't, it's not glowing or anything no nah, I, I hate that they took it out mm. but it is OP I see I, I love that armor I figured this game would have the equivalent of that where like if you do like enough of these cauldrons or whatever like you unlock the super special like outfit for Aloy or something Nah. Was there any harder bosses than the final boss? Like, was there like a super like robot machine creature or no? Than the last boss? Yeah. Or does no? No. Because some games do that. Sometimes a game will give you like an optional boss that's somehow harder than the real boss. Like nah. Square Enix does that with a lot of their popcorn games. I'm sort of trying to keep it in because we're eventually we're gonna do the review, the full review of Horizon. But yeah, like when I beat it, I was just so sad because I'm like, this is this is just the end of it. I gotta wait five more years. Well, to be fair, you put over a hundred hours into it, so because of that reason. Yeah. But uh, it's like of... when you binge watch a show, you're like, now what? Yeah, right? dude, dude. There's I'm still doing little things, but I'm like looking for stuff to do. Yeah. I'm like looking for more mystery, looking for more 
like relics and co- like codec. Like I just need fucking more Horizon, dude. And I'm walking it. around every once in a while. I kill something, but the what's been like, like oh, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> no, been there, done that. <laughs> it's still fun, but there's no incentive to. So you did all the kill. side quests, then? You did all the side quests. Everything's done. Side quests scanned everything. I upgraded the armors, the guns. Um, yeah, it's all complete, dude. That's impressive. But I, I, I fucking would love if this game had a DLC. DLC and some type of multiplayer component. I hope the DLC is multiplayer. Some story and two then for, some multiplayer. Two for one. Two for yeah. one. Uh, like, I, I've been just roaming around doing, like, photo mode. Mm-hmm. I just go different places, uh, shoot some shots, and that's it, dude. I'm kind of, like, depressed. It's like... No, I get it. It's like, it's like when I've watched... It's like when I first beat Metal Gear Solid 4, and I was like... Like, man, no other game is going to top this game for, like, a long time for me. Yeah, yeah. It's like you've reached, you've experienced something special, and it's like you want there to be something else, and it's like you can't force it. It has to come naturally now. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Uh, so besides Elden Ring, I've been I've still been playing, like, here and there, because I usually get home and I'm tired. And I don't want to like, do something all the time. But like, here and there, I've also I've been keeping up with uh, Triangle Strategy. The story finally just got, like, really good. I got into Chapter... Chapter five, mm-hmm. so I'm about ten hours into the game, and the story is now like, oh, like here we go. This is where the conflict. Th- okay, now I know what the main point of the story is, which is like without getting to spoilers, but it's like political stuff. We're like, oh, like this major party has now betrayed all the rest of us, and now like they pose a threat to our kingdoms, and now we're gonna have to like this is like the actual antagonist of the game, like from now on, kind of thing. So that's where I'm at with Triangle Strategy. The gameplay is really dope. If you like XCOM, Johnny, you'll like... Well, maybe that's not true because it's not a sci-fi setting. It's a medieval setting. I was about to say, if you play but, this game, but it's I a, can't believe you haven't played XCOM. But it's a... Well, I'm in the opposite end where, like, aliens? Like, I'm kind of done with aliens. You're going to love the mechanics, though. Probably. Probably. I don't like the idea that there's permanent death, though. That keeps... I mean, it gives me anxiety. But you can turn it off, right? I think. Right? You can keep your guys if they die, right? Well, there's hardcore. There's like Iron Man, which you can't even save your guys. Like you can't even save the game. Okay, well I'm obviously so not gonna do that. So technically, there's no permadeath if you're just safe spamming. <laughs> okay. Scum spamming. Yeah. Right? Save scumming. Save scumming. Yeah, save scum. Mm-hmm. I'll give XCOM a try. I know there's one, and then there's also two. Two seems to be the more popular one. Dude, if you like Triangle, there's no way you're not gonna love XCOM. Yeah. I'll give it a try eventually. I know Brian, our cousin, our, our cousin Brian loves that game. So we got, there's that meme where like the guy has the gun pointed right at the alien's head in front of him. 98%. 99%. Yeah. And like he's still, or no, no. He has the gun pointed at the enemy's head and it's like less than 50% accuracy. It's like, really? Oh, like yeah, yeah. you have him dead to rights and there's still well, a chance. Both. It'll be like 98% and you miss. And yeah. I remember someone quoted about like a, Someone's a lot. So I saw I saw a meme where someone was like XCOM, or like XCOM has made me very cautious now. Like, like when a condom says like ninety nine percent effective, like I don't, I, I'm not trusting that. <laughs> so, anyway, so that's what we've been playing. It's good to know, Johnny. We're close to the end here. I feel the I sense the end is around is near. You have any final words for our audience? Any more well, red light, blue light stuff you want to share about the body or? Because our cousin Joe loved that he was—he said he like snorted when you started talking about red light and <laughs> testosterone and stuff. Any any health facts for or any last words you want to? Well, throw? Was he gonna try it? 
I don't know. Dude, a lot of my gym buddies praise that shit. They praise the message. They praise the message. Yeah. Uh, I was just wondering, what are you gonna, what are you looking forward to in the next couple months? Because there's nothing that impressive until like October. Well, we got Kirby this month. Yeah. Kirby comes out this month. I oh, I forgot to mention. I played this. De- the, I played the. De- I downloaded and played the demo for Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise. Mm-hmm. That game is rough. Uh, it looks really bad. Like I play, like it gives you the audacity of them, Johnny, to offer you a resolution in a performance mode, mm-hmm. and I put it in resolution mode, and it still looked bad. And I'm just like, like, why would you even give me that as an option when it still doesn't look that great? Like it looks like a late PS3 game, no, mm-hmm. like a mid PS3 game, and it's just like this doesn't look that good. The gameplay is just okay. I'm not really fond of the gameplay. It's very like this is. Uh, Ninja Theory. So this is the people who do like Ninja Gaiden and done some like other action heavy oriented games. But it just for me it does not translate very well to Final Fantasy. It just it's it's rough. And the funny thing is that this game is getting really random reviews. Like usually with a game you get a consensus of what people think of it, but I've seen reviews for this game anywhere from like 9 all the way down to like 4. And there is no consistent, like, everybody has a completely different take about the game. So I'm like, yeah, this game right now, based off the demo, is not for me. Maybe I'll pick it up when it's like 20 bucks or something. Because it's, I'll play it because it's Final Fantasy and that's like my most beloved franchise. But I'm not so biased to say that, oh, this game is great when I don't think it is. More than Kingdom Hearts? Oh yeah, more than Kingdom Hearts. Hmm. Final Fantasy is, is Kingdom Hearts is, a, is like almost like a spin-off of Final Fantasy, technically. So, but I digress. Yeah, um, you might like it because you like action games. But I'm not gonna like this. But it, it just does, you're also very much like a graphics. Doesn't horror. he have a cell phone in the game? Yes, he does, and he plays Limp Biscuit because why? Why the hell not? It it's such a meme game. Of chaos, chaos, everything's chaos. I think the game that's gonna break my cherry for fantasy is gonna be Forspoken. Forspoken. I knew it. I jinx. I knew it. But that got delayed. We'll see. That's further back now in the year. I mean, yeah, so I played that demo. Uh, Kirby's around the corner. I don't know if I'm going to play it right away, but I'm a huge Kirby fan, so I might. Pop my cherry in there. Other than Kirby, I'm not really looking at anything, looking forward to, like... I think, uh... There's something that's coming out over the summer that I'm excited about, but I forgot right now. I think, I think October, we're getting a Gotham Knights. No, I'm not even excited for that. I think October is when we get uh, Starfield. As a Bethesda fan, I'm looking forward to Starfield. I'm sorry. No, yeah, yeah, Bethesda Starfield. That's around. That comes out this year. I think. Oh, did you see they put out like eight seconds of gameplay today? I have super low expectations. But what? Eight, it's Bethesda. Though. Eight minutes. Eight seconds of gameplay. I hate Bethesda games. What? Oh, but they're so good, Johnny. They're so good. The they're stories so are so good. Unpolished game. How dare you, sir? How dare you? What? I mean, you're not wrong, but how dare you use that as your argument? <laughs> Because that's like they're notorious for Joe, polish. I know our cousin Joe is listening. Joe, tell him about tell him about Fallout. Tell him how great Fallout is. Tell him Fallout Vegas might be like New that Vegas. is a classic. New Vegas, mm-hmm. but after that, everything. Well, there's only been Fallout Four since then, and Fallout seventy six, which is seventy six was garbage. It's actually good right now. Three years later, that game is actually good. Now it's fixed, but that's like a Nomad Sky situation where like it's it redeemed itself later. All right. I don't think Johnny has any other bits of wisdom he wants to share. Does he? I'm good. 
All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for making it this far. If you have made it this far, in fact, uh, we apologize about the Elden Ring uh, conversation, but I just really wanted to pick Johnny's head about it because I'm at a, I'm at like a seven or eight with the game, honestly. I haven't finished it, but for all the downsides of it, those the meat of the game is the bosses, and that kind of makes it for me where it's very rewarding and satisfying. So Elden Ring is a PS3 game. Tell me it can't pass for that. No, it's not. Not Come even. On. This looks like a PS4, late PS4 game to me. No. If you have any comments, suggestions, thoughts, opinions, you want to tell Johnny to get good. You're right, actually. You want to tell Johnny that it gets better. Don't give up. You can reach us at DuoSensePodcast at Yahoo.com. Again, that is DuoSensePodcast at Yahoo.com. You can also reach us at DuoSensep on Twitter. That is, again, DuoSensep on Twitter. So... Go ahead and do that. Johnny, I think that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. Join us uh, next week when I am on spring break, thankfully. And I'll be able to... I'll probably finish up... I, I'm not finishing up Elden Ring, but I'll probably finish up Triangle Strategy, I think, by next week. So I might have a more... Because thir- according to Johnny, I have to have I have to complete the game to have a solid review or solid look on it. So, Johnny, what are you, what are you thinking? You're fidgeting. We got to close this out. Okay. All right. Let's go. Thank you guys for listening so far. We appreciate your listenership and we look forward to seeing you or I'm sorry. We look forward to you hearing from us next week. Goodbye.